Welcome back to Stroked, the Art of Mental Stimulation, man. Without further ado, you already know. I don't have to say it. You know what's about to happen to you. You know what time it is, man. And guess what? I got my brother sitting right here beside me, man. What's up, Stroke? Well, we're going to stay in tune. Okay. You know, vibing at a high level. Mm. You know, one of the things that we always want to do is connect to the people and connect to ourselves, correct? Correct, man. So it's important that we put ourselves in the right place at times. Mm. Oh, God put us there. Well, God did. Okay. But we got to stay connected to that. You're right. Ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm surfing. You ever been in California before? Oh, yeah. I've been in California okay. before. I'm yeah. surfing, man. Right there with you, homie. All right, bro. Uh, you guys know, though, uh, welcome back to Stroke. You know, where we touch subjects at depths that most people aren't willing to go, we go there, man. We get down in it. We dive deep. It's raw. It's honest. And like we always tell you, we promise you, you may have heard it all before, but not quite like this. It's time to get stroked up. It's time to get stroked up. So, you know, I want to, you know, kind of revisit something that you and I were talking about on a personal level, right? Okay. You know, we talked about dynamics and friendships and relationships. And before we know it, even whether we do or don't, we find ourselves attached to it. Mm, attachment. Yeah, that's a big one, man. We want to be attached to everything around especially people. Mm-hmm. Especially people, man. I find myself... You know, thinking since I meet myself included, you know, why do people want to possess other people? Man, that's a hard one. I think we have fears associated with that. Mm. You know, think about it. You know, I don't want to lose you, so I better own you. I'm right here. You know, and it's like, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's a struggle for me. So that's why I want to bounce it off your brain. You know, I want to hit you with it because I know you'll give it to me. I think when it comes to possession, I think it's something deep down inside of people I don't want to say abandonment issues or whatever, but I think it's something deep from childhood or something that makes you want to hold on and grasp on to something so deep. And sometimes it can come from people that you think are the healthiest people. I mean, I think, I don't want to say it's a front they're putting on, but it's something deep down within their soul, man, that's causing that. Because uh, people want other people to complete them. Uh, we can't complete other people. You have to be whole yourself, and two people can't complement each other. But some, for some reason, we want to hold on tight and grasp onto another and want to put our happiness in their hands, number one. I think that's a big thing. And everything about our society contributes to that. Mm. I mean, let's think about it. You know, buy diamonds and pearls, right? right. You know, if you gift that, then you own the person you with, or you own uh, a piece of the property. Right. Think about what it is to be a part of the concept in North America, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, get you a piece of land. Own it. Own it. Right. And possession, but, go ahead. All I was going to say is, isn't land free? Right. If land is free. It's supposed to be free. But so this, let's, is, this is America, let's tra- man. Let's transcend for a second then. This is America, man. Let's transcend. Okay. So all of a sudden that you and I start connecting or vibing, you know, we'll think of it just like a home or a dress mm-hmm. or, or whatever thing that you seem to yourself. Well, I paid for that. Right. And we can simply start thinking that, any type of do we pay right. means we own you. Oh, you're right about that, man. If you put in anything extra to another person, you give any type of injury to a person, I don't know, you feel like, like you said, you feel like you own them. The uh, word control is in the possession definition. It says mm. you want to control something no matter the ownership, no matter, you know, the person own themselves, the person are themselves, but when you think you possess them, you want to control them. That's what it really means. Well, so now we got to break that part down, though, right? Mm-hmm. What do you control? Do you control people? Can you? You can have influence. You can can be manipulative. Why do you think uh, people allow other people to think they can have that control? It's like people are also attracted to being a possession. 
Mm. You know, they want to be possessed because um, to them it feels like love. That person really wants me, man. They got to love me so much because they want to keep me close. So, so some people, that's a turn on. They just want to be loved, period. Ultimately, people desire love. Mm. That's what it is. So when they feel something coming from somebody, like you said, they want to hold that close and they don't want to let it go. But the tighter you hold something, man, it's like the more it rejects you. A person. The tighter you hold a person, it's like the more they reject you. Because they well, feel, go ahead. You make me go right back to this particular point or th- this idea. Mm-hmm. What do we own? We own nothing because we leave here with nothing. So why do we do that? Why do we let that concept start being the prevalent thing? I think deep down people feel lonely too. So when you feel something that you know makes you feel good, makes you feel a certain type of way, um, deep down you just don't want to be by yourself. So you want to be attached to something for life and you hold it close. Because like I say, you start feeling like that person is a part of you and they make you whole. And that's why a lot of people feel so empty when those people exit their lives for one reason or another. I'm talking about destroyed. They got to find themselves again and all that. And that's a part of the reason, man. You got to let people choose you freely. I mean, it's much better. Love is much better when a person chooses to love you freely rather than you holding on tight to them. Because it changes the dynamics, too, when you do that. Mm. Mm. So you made me automatically think of, then we got to let go. You got to. You know, because one of the things about possession is now you got uh, expectations associated with that. Right. You got ideas, and now you create a cage. Mm -hmm. You know, nature is free. Yeah, it is. Nature is free. Mm Mm-hmm. And it continues to breathe more nature. Right. And then, you know, as generations pass, guess what we appreciate? More nature. So when I think about possession, I think about I'm not allowing you to be in your natural state. You're not, man. Just like in our Blind Faith episode. So, sorry. Y'all got to check that out. It's actually one of my favorite episodes. But I actually talk about, you know, in order to live, you got to let go. You got to let things go uh, flow naturally. Like if you're drowning. You're drowning. You're going to the bottom. You just let go and pretend like you're dead. You're going to flow to the top. Your body's going to do what it naturally does. That's just like in relationships. I mean, if you Lose let it flow. Thoughts. Yeah. If you let it flow and let people be them, you be you, it's naturally going to do what it's supposed to do. If that person's supposed to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. If they're supposed to leave, they're going to leave. Because people elevate and evolve, you know, at different times. And some re- sometimes people just grow apart or whatever. I mean, and when you force somebody to be there, you force somebody to be there to love you. I mean, it's just like you've been, you're going to be miserable in the end if you got to force something. You know, you may think about the cage, the cage concept, you know, and if you tuned in a little bit, you'll probably understand what it means to free your mind and not be caged up. Mm-hmm. You know, possession is attached to that because you can become obsessed with possession. Yeah. Not even knowing it. It could be unbeknownst to you that all of a sudden that you're in this controlling state mm-hmm. because somebody has conditioned you to think a certain type of way when it comes to love, mm-hmm. ambition, or whatever category you want to put on the table, right. all of a sudden you think you could possess or control or manipulate anything. Right, right, right. A lot of uh, possessive situations, too, when people try to possess each other, they become very toxic. You find a lot of abuse, actually, in those type of relationships, too. Mm-hmm. Psychological, physical. Right. People have been killed yeah. over people thinking that they're, they're the possession. I, I know people personally that, you know, that end up dead. I know a person that killed the person. And they turn around and kill themselves because they, they didn't even want to live without them. They were that attached to them, man. So right. it, gets, it gets deep at so, times. Uh, okay, so let's talk about it then. Mm-hmm. What do we have to do to better that? Mm, what do we have to do to better that? Like, become whole yourself. Do some shadow work. We always say that, you know, the more you love yourself and show yourself self-love, when you get another person to come along, you won't, you know, expect them to give you that love, man, because you always, already love yourself from within. So you don't need that. You will actually look for someone, like I said, to compliment you, to add to it. 
You know, they don't make the entire thing. They're not your whole world. You can't make people your whole world. First off, God is the one for that. Right, (laughs) right, right. Facts. I agree with that 100%. But the other thing attached to that, simple words, is you cannot allow yourself to think that you need validation from another person. Flesh, just the same, flawed, just like you. See, we'll start, um, what's the word, idolizing or, right. or, you know, putting someone above oneself. Right. And then the On moment the we do, the pedestal, thank you. The moment we do that, we allow possession to exist. Right. Another thing, just a side note for people, when you put people on a pedestal, like my brother just mentioned, and you put them above you, sometimes they forget you're supposed to be right there beside them. I've, I've had that happen myself personally. You know, you hold people so high, you show them this, you show them this, and you put them up there. And you look down, you're still sitting on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. but they're sitting above, and they're not reaching down to pull you up. So first off, you don't even want to set that precedent by being that obsessed with somebody that you hold them that high, you know. It's almost like you're holding them higher than God at times, too. Like, they are your world, and they're responsible for your life. Well, you made me think about this principle again that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. You know, if you catch us early on in our stage, the idea of self love, mm-hmm. you know, when you start, you know, looking at yourself like you're valuable, it'll be very difficult for someone to possess you. It really means know your worth. That's true. Know your worth. I mean, like we have to do that for ourselves, correct? Mm-hmm. You think they instilled that in us when we were like very small children? Depending on the community. Okay, I'm thinking like school. Like, um, well, your parents, school, whatever. Like, you got your toys or whatever. You got your mind. This is my toy. Uh, you share with them. You, like, choose to share your stuff. So you're already thinking, like, this is mine. You're holding it close. When maybe when you're a kid, I don't know. If I had a kid, maybe I have, like, a toy bin, and I don't let them keep it in their room or whatever. You can go play with the toy, but it's not your toy. Almost like you're borrowing you bar- Community toy. Like, oh, almost God. like you're borrowing the toy because we are really borrowing everything around. Well, I mean, you <laughs> have variables that happen at youth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about early on in that stage in life, you have scenarios where they'll teach you to share, mm-hmm. but then you have, you know, teachings that exist with this is mine. You know, you take Finding Nemo, for example. Let's go there because I love children, mm-hmm. and children are a beautiful thing. They're innocent initially, and we have the power right, right, right. to be positive influences in all of our lives, including the innocence of children, even though we're children. Sorry for the tangent. Mm. But, you know, mine, mine, mine. Yeah. That's yeah, in that's Finding funny. Nemo. It is. Right? And then we don't understand what that means because all of a sudden you could take something as simple as our friendship. I say simple because friendship is in the basis of everything. And that's how simple it really is. So if you and I exist together, you're not mine. Right. You can distribute love to whoever you want. Mm -hmm. You get to make your own choices, man. Like I say, choose freely, man. Don't force anything, man. Just let it flow. But I think if they started teaching that lesson at a young age, it's not already put in your head that you can own things as a kid. I think they can change the entire narrative. Most things start when we're children because we're blank slates. We're blank slates. So whatever you put on that canvas, that's what would be. So I think we need to be mindful, you know, what we're putting into our youth and go ahead and teach the, teaching those lessons, those lessons early. Sorry, tongue tied. Right. No. Well, let's get let's get heavy real fast. Okay. So let's go back to, you know, let's take it to a relationship. Okay. You know, now you have an intimate partner. All right. And, you know, you're my partner is the statement, right? Mm-hmm. You're You're my wife. You're my husband. You're my boyfriend. You're my girlfriend. And so... At that point, when we make that definition, what does it mean? I don't know. I think, does that start, you think when people are like sexual? 
when it does that, yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's tired because they feel like they share a part of their body and they gave you, you know, you know, one of their most prized possessions and they, you know, gave you some of their energy. So I think that's when people start getting possessive like that because maybe they felt like one, they felt like you were intertwined in their bodies and they feel like you were part of them type of thing. So I don't know. It, it gets real deep. But again, my question still becomes, is it my no. or mine? But you, have, you, I mean, it takes a lot to unlearn that. You know, it does. And we got to break past those barriers because mm-hmm. communication is essential. Mm-hmm. Happiness is essential. Right. Right. So there's no possession. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to truly believe that a bond is a bond. Right. You that know, starts when we're young. Also, though, like when you see kids, see their parents with the my, my husband, my boyfriend, you know, my. So it's already instilled within. I'm not saying let's get too hung up on the idea that, you know, we can't say it at all. Oh, no, I'm not saying but, that. But the belief and the philosophy becomes that if you start to believe that that's the person you own. Right. You're restricting them. Right. And restricting yourself. Because you're forcing, you're forcing things, man. Like I said, you get things freely. You get what they, the true value of how they see you. You get the true value of how they feel when you let things just be. Mm. <laughs> you don't agree? No, we, oh, I was just thinking. Oh, for so a you, you're pulling on the chin here. I ain't know what you what you was thinking over there. Well, you know, simply put, again, when I think about possession, we own nothing. We're, we're birthed into this earth, mm-hmm. you know, with freedom, right? right? There's an innocence, and then all of a sudden, there's a ton of ideology, concepts, and things and so forth. And then we have to contend with that. So automatically, you know, from the moment we're born, we told we either have property, this is your food, or so forth, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And then now we start connecting that to relationships. So we, we start putting that in a normal motion. Okay. When I think about it, I go, okay, you and I are friends. Mm-hmm. If I had an intimate partner okay. or I had somebody that I'm connected to, bonded to, married, whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. You and I don't own each other. We're connected. We're bonded. We're equal. Right. We're intertwined. You know, there's a biblical teaching that says something about becoming one flesh. Yeah. Well, the one flesh is not an ownership. Mm-hmm. That's energetically, maybe? What do you think that is? The one flesh? When you say we're becoming one, I'm leaving the flesh out. We're becoming one. Oh, well, I was using marriage as the example oh, for the Bible at okay. that moment. But no, simply put, a marriage is a bond or a friendship, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I married. No, oh, there so. you go. <laughs> Jesus, so, go back so, to episode one so y'all can understand <laughs> what he's talking about. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, I'm talking about a union, a bond. Mm-hmm. When that energy starts to connect and bond that way, there are no true definitions. It's the fact that it builds up. So you think possession basically is fear. It, it, com- is. it comes from fear. That's what possession is. At what age do you think that we can really truly start to get a handle on this? Because like I say, when you're young, you have people influencing you. You're taught things by people that your parents or, you know, other people that's in that position or whatever. So what age truly, I can't even say teenager, should someone really start taking active steps to try to change that narrative? Like, what can we do? What can we do about that, man? That's our responsibility. I mean, you know, most people don't know it's a problem. You know, they they think that's normal because it's everywhere. Because it is normalized. It is. So we got to do better. Right. I think our happiness. So here we are in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can start now. We could. You know, you and I could be an example for that. We can, you know, connect to friends and, and 
co-workers or strangers and we can start to build something that starts to teach something different that's happening in our world with possession. Right. Because the moment we start possessing things, we're a part of the system in which we live in anyway. Sorry for the tangent, but I'll give you an example. When America was uh, taken over by government, Mm -hmm. right? Now we start understanding the concept of land ownership. Okay. And through that by proxy, all of a sudden the influence is everything is ownable. Right, right, right. So we got to be careful with that idea, you know, because, you know, ancient history will tell you that what we live in nature and we don't own anything. Oh, we do, man. They were a village for real back then, man. They worked together. Everything was, you know, ours. Back then, actually, they believed in having like seven wives or seven, so they never had time to want to be attached to something. They had too many people to fulfill everything that they need. (laughs) They ain't had those issues, man. But I also think... When it's a fear of someone being better than you out there. That's what it is. When you try to hold somebody that close, people that try to, you know, their every move, your mind, I got to know this and that. They think it's someone better than them out there. It may be people that's quote unquote better, but that don't mean there's someone better for them than you. You know, you're imperfectly perfect. So, you know, we need to let these fears go. Understand our value. If a person doesn't see us as valuable, that's just not the person for us. See, you mentioned something earlier about possession was the uh, fear of losing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of blows my mind a little bit because that does inspire possession. It does. If I lose you, mm. now I'm hurt and I'm damaged. And I'm, I'm not going to find I want to replace you. Oh, I'm so fearful of the idea that I don't have what I had. Who's going to so, love me like you? So all of a sudden, I want to try to kind of, you know, put my inroads in you. Right. Control you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, guess what? That's simply possession. Right. What do you control again other than your own emotions? Right. When I think about possession and I think about ownership, I immediately go to the fact that we own nothing. Right. So we have to stop doing that. Another reason why I think people want to possess people is because most times we walk around with these hard shells on, not exposing ourselves. So once you have someone and you become vulnerable with them and you share some, some of the most inner parts of yourself, the deepest parts of yourself that's, you know, locked in, and, you, and that person made you feel safe enough to even share that stuff, and I think that's when you want to put those handcuffs on. You want to, you know, hold them close to you because you might not have anyone else. You think you don't have anyone else to be able to do that with, to make you that free. So that's another reason why they try to lock it down super tight. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. You know, I could see the innate you know, natural uh, responses to that. Right, right. You know, one of the things, again, we got to do is value connectivity. Yes. Understand that everything is supposed to be inspirational with one another. We're supposed to be reciprocal in the sense, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mm. You know, (laughs) and I start looking at that and I go, oh, my God, that person just wants to be beautiful. Remember? That's it. Right. So let's do that for each other. Let's encourage the beauty inside of each other. I don't own you. You don't own me. And, you know, of course, my concept is I don't know how a person can believe that anyway. I know. We just chose each other for the moment, for life, the moment, however long it lasts. Like we say, whatever's meant to be will be. You can't control it no matter how tight you hold on to it. Uh, if they're meant for somebody else, they're going to be for somebody else. And whatever for you is going to be for you. So, you know, I relinquish control and just watch the work that God does. You I know? love that. Because right. stop obsess- obsessing over the idea that you can possess something. Right. Control something. When stop you obsessing right. 
over possession. Stop obsessing over possession. That's almost a, t- a tongue twister, man. I almost Stop had to, obsessing. I almost had to concentrate to say that. Over possession. Right, right, right. And, I mean, live, love, laugh. Ultimately, that's what we want. You know, let's be happy. Let's vibrate high because as soon as we get in that possession mode, man, it's like we low vibrational. I mean, we're looking at everything bad. Like it's say, primitive, huh? Yeah, it's primitive. So we all just want to be happy ultimately. So if that person is making you happy, let them make you happy. Let them continue to do what they've been doing naturally. I mean, you shouldn't have no type of influence over that because, like I said, you're going to change the dynamics. That person is no longer going to be happy, and that'll make them go, you know, seek happiness elsewhere because ultimately people are always uh, thinking of self first. You know, they're going to do what it takes to make them happy. Who wants to be miserable the rest of their life? And that's what it's creating. It creates misery when See, you're on that type. you bring that up, and possession is a primitive state, mm-hmm. right? It's so rudimentary because all of, all we're doing at that particular moment is being selfish, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's our natural flesh state. Right. Like, I've been there, too, and I call myself disguising it. I call myself territorial. Mm-hmm. I used, that, that was always my saying. I'm not possessive. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous. I'm territorial. I like that. If your mind act like it, you know that used to be my words. <laughs> if your mind act like, if you, I'm free for you to leave. Right. But if you're here for me, act like you for me. So right. you know, but at the same time, that's still what it is. Whoever has been on social media posts where I've said that and I've defended that, yeah. When you log on to this episode, you was like, "See, I told you." You know, I, you elevate and you grow, man. So I'm, I'm, get, I'm on that path myself. I'm going along the same journey. So when we're talking to you, like we say all the time, you know, we're talking to ourselves too. We're learning through each other. But yeah, you guys get to witness it. Mm. Mm. So um, we're not going to keep you guys long tonight. You know, maybe a part two one day. Who knows, man? But before we get out of here, brother, got any words you want to leave with the people? Well, you know, sometimes this becomes a little difficult for me. Because mm. I go, man, my spirit is what controls me. Oh, okay. But you you don't try to let your spirit controls, control others. Just Absolutely you. not. You know, that's when I get reminded of the fact that I live in possession of mm. the cage in which I live in, which is the flesh. Oh, yeah. So it harnesses something. And I, I guess it serves a purpose to a degree. It's supposed to remind us of all the lessons we learned in life. Right. So we, we own nothing. We do. And we the only, go the only thing we can control is our emotion, right. you know, or how we interact with people. That's mm. up to us. Right, right, right. So if we let our spirit resonate. And truly be free like a butterfly. Right. You know, if you die today or tomorrow, most people will look at a butterfly and see which butterfly came. Oh, wow, man. But if you live life, no attachment, no expectations, just watch how free you'll be. You know, people talk about these days, I hear a lot of talk about peace and living light. And I think that's the first step. You know, just be happy just with you. You know, don't try to control the outcome. You know, only control the income. Mm. <laughs> that's an interesting statement. All right. Okay, poet. <laughs> you know, sometimes I got to go there, man. But um, we about to, oh, snapping the fingers. That's Maya D'Angelo, though, y'all. You know, I'm trying to learn, man. If you can see me, you know, I'm bowing down right now. You know, I'm trying to get like my brother right well, here. Well, use your imagination and you'll see everything if you pay attention. Oh, I'm always looking, man. Um, Before we get out of here, you know, you guys know what to do. Follow us on social media at stroked, S-T-R-O-K-D underscore the podcast at stroked, S-T-R-O-K-D underscore the podcast. You know, subscribe, follow, like, share. Y'all been doing an amazing job with that lately. Oh, my God, man. I mean, the, the interactions you guys been having, you know, the reviews you've been getting. It's been amazing. So, you know, we appreciate the love following us along this journey because, it's, I mean, we going there. It's getting there. What would you say, brother, pioneer work? It's pioneer work, man. You got to dig a grave in order to. 
Fair. Oh man, this pioneer work. I mean, so come along for the ride. Like I said, if you want to book us for speaking engagements, to be on your podcast, your events, or whatever, you know, hit us up. Uh, the email is stroked the podcast at gmail.com. S T R O K D the podcast at gmail.com. We, re- we ready, we're willing, we're waiting. Let's elevate. Hey, let's get stroked up, okay? Let's get stroked up. And you guys know what just happened to you. You just got stroked up. Bye. <laughs>